This is where we talk about intermittent fasting and some of the various methods and ways that people use it in their lives. Hello and welcome to episode two of Long-Term Fasting. So in this episode, I'm kind of going to talk a little bit about my experience with fasting and what got me into it and how that went and some of the challenges that came when I first started. Uh, so I've been, I've been doing intermittent fasting almost every day since June of 2017. So yeah, quite a while. So, so we're over three years so far in it. And kind of what got me into it was, was definitely for weight loss. Like I was, I was in pretty bad shape for a long time. So I had, I had probably a good 85 pounds to lose, maybe 90, somewhere in there when I started. And I had tried a few different methods and diets and different things like that. And one of the few things that I kind of noticed success with was there was a period of time where I was doing, I was doing a lot of early morning cardio on an empty stomach. So kind of fasted cardio, exercising really early. Uh, but I would, I would generally only do that for periods of two or three months at a time and then kind of get burnt out with it. Uh, but, but weight loss was really quick, really easy and really consistent, but I didn't really think much of it and never really stuck with it very long to kind of put two and two together of what was going on. Uh, so a few years later, I came across an intermittent fasting article and they were talking about fasted cardio and fasted workouts and all of the, all of the things that go along with that. And I was kind of like, huh, maybe that's, maybe that's why I was being successful with it. But, but I wasn't purposefully dragging out an eating window or purposefully doing any kind of intermittent fasting routine. It just kind of happened to be that way. And I would end up not being that hungry throughout the day after working out early. So I would generally eat, eat my lunch as the first meal, usually around 11 and then, and then kind of eat normally throughout the rest of the day. But my overall diet wasn't that good, but I still saw some of the benefits, but they were, they were definitely short lived just due to the fact that, that I wasn't really that committed to any kind of schedule or anything. Uh, so fast forward to June of 17, and that's when I came across it and I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a really strict schedule. I'm going to do it for a year and I'm just not going to eat outside of that window at all. And I kind of set it for myself from 1130 AM to like 730 PM. That was my eating time. And the rest of the time was nothing. So right when I started in June of 2017, it was strictly just diet. I didn't really add any exercise to my to my regimen at all and and lost a good amount of weight for the first uh, what was it six months so so until January of 2018 that's January 2018 is when I started working out so so yeah I lost a really good amount for the first five months up through November and then it kind of stalled I didn't really decrease my calories didn't really decrease uh any carbohydrates or cut out any food sugar stuff like that it was it was just changing when I ate and I didn't really eat too healthy after the, at that point, but I did stick to the eating schedule really, really well. Uh, so in January, I decided I was kind of just going to go on a, on a basic carnivore diet where I would just eat meat, but I would keep implementing intermittent fasting and I was going to start working out. So due to my work schedule, and that's when I started going back to school, the only time I had to work out was early morning. So it was getting up at 5.30 a.m. and 
exercising for 40 minutes on my elliptical and then just, you know, basic weights, just some weights that I have at home that nothing serious, but, but it was enough to, to get me moving. So, so I started January as far as weight wise, because weight, weight loss was my goal with fasting. Uh, weight wise, I think I was just under 200 pounds, uh, which, yeah, so yeah, just under 200 pounds in January. And by, by the year mark in June, I was down to 135, which was, which was my goal that I set the year before. Uh, so it, it definitely helped once I started doing the carnivore diet. And in hindsight, I kind of know what was going on there. It was because I was getting more of a keto effect compounded with my intermittent fasting schedule. So there was a lot of things that were happening that I didn't really know were happening or why they were happening. But, but yeah, the weight just flew off with the exercise I was doing and along with intermittent fasting and, and the diet basically going keto for, you know, what was that? Six months. Yeah. I get six, seven months, basically, basically straight carnivore, keto and intermittent fasting. But, but yeah, that just kept the weight flying off. So, so at the start, the very first day of intermittent fasting is probably the toughest for most people. Well, first week, really. So, so yeah, the first day when you are setting it, cause you know that you're going to be putting yourself through a, through kind of a stage of stress. So your body is definitely more stressed out. Your mind's more stressed out and you will start, you know, you'll feel hungry when you know, you shouldn't be hungry. Like 8am you're like, I'm starving, but you know, normally it's not a big deal, but it's just because you're trying something new and your, your brain's kind of working against you at that point. So that kind of brings me to another point uh, with hunger. So one thing I really noticed that, that I hadn't noticed in a while, uh, the first time you fast is really the first time you feel actual hunger and it really doesn't hit until you're, you're about at the 24 hour mark. And that's how I decided to start the first day. It was just, I was just going to go straight 24 hours and try to do it because I'd never done it once in my life and thought, well, we'll just start with that. And so the thing with hunger is that I didn't notice is it comes in waves. Like say you get hungry at 11, 11 AM every day. So that that's because of hormones that are released telling you that it's your normal time. And so your body releases these hunger hormones at a regular time. Uh, so it knows, it knows when you usually eat and then you haven't eaten. So it sends out these hormones into your body to try to get you, get you back on the program. So one thing that I notice is that they don't last. So hunger comes in waves. So if you normally eat at 11, you'll get those hunger pangs at 11 or noon if you've waited. Uh, but by noon, it's gone because it's like, oh, well, we're not getting it. And it, the body can't keep pumping those hormones in indefinitely. They kind of, they run out and it just kind of moves on until the next, the next normal period of eating. So that is one thing that, that it was really kind of weird to see as it's happening to you. You're kind of like, oh, if you're, if you're looking for those signs of like, okay, I'm going to get hungry and then I know it's going to subside and then you see it happen. It's kind of interesting watching it unfold. So that kind of makes the actual fasting implementation at the beginning easier. As long as you kind of know what to expect and you can kind of see it and ride out the waves and it, it makes it much, much, much more manageable and, and doable as you're going along. Yeah. Another tip when you first get started is to drink, drink lots of water or coffee. 
Uh, I preferred coffee just because it, it kind of gives a satiating feel. Uh, that's just basically anything with caffeine. It kind of kills the, the hunger hormones a little bit. Uh, so coffee was my choice, but water works fine. Some days I wouldn't have coffee. Some days I just drink water. But but most of the time people eat. They think they're hungry just because they're thirsty. So staying hydrated is definitely definitely a huge, huge part of that. Another point I kind of want to touch on is the schedule. So I initially started with the 16-8 schedule. And so so you do become kind of paranoid about it at the beginning. At least I did. So, you know, like mainly not so much the beginning eating window, but the end. So I got pretty strict with, with the end of it. Uh, for example, I, I would I would stop almost on the dot. And then I kind of noticed like, oh, you're getting too, too strict with it. You kind of need to give yourself some leeway one way or the other. And once I started doing that, where I kind of, you know, if I if I knew like like it's a Friday night and I'm gonna go out to dinner with friends and we were gonna eat at 8 p.m. but I normally am done at seven or 7:30 or whatever, then I just kind of adjusted my my morning eating and pushed it back, you know, the next day just to keep that whatever your goal is. If your goal is 16 hours between meals, you just kind of can move it around and and make it work for whatever your lifestyle is. And to be honest, that's kind of one of the biggest benefits about intermittent fasting is the flexibility of it. So as long as you understand that the main purpose of intermittent fasting is just to get your body into the fasted state to where it starts burning stored energy, uh, fat energy to fuel the body rather than incoming food energy through meals, that's kind of the goal. So you shouldn't get too hung up on how exact your eating window is and don't become too paranoid with it. Just it's, it's one of those things where you want it to work for you. You don't really want to work for it. So don't get too strict with it. Uh, I'd say at the beginning, you kind of have to be strict because it's difficult. So you kind of have to set those rules early. But don't don't become so rigid once you're, once you're successful at it that you, you know, develop some kind of compulsions towards food or towards your eating window. So people have done that. I have seen people do that. So you kind of want to make sure that you that you steer away from that and make it something that simplifies your life and doesn't complicate it. Uh, simplification is is a great benefit of fasting. So, so rather than needing to buy breakfast food, since I didn't eat breakfast and don't particularly like breakfast food that much, uh, you kind of save on meal prep. Uh, so I was generally pretty busy during my first year, like working full-time, school part-time, and and you know, life in general, just stay busy. Yeah, so so it did simplify things with just needing to make basically lunch and dinner, which for me were usually the same things. It was like chicken and fish. Ate a lot of chicken, a lot of fish, steaks, meats, fats, a lot of ranch, stuff like that. So it it definitely simplified my shopping, simplified my cooking schedule, and just made just made the day kind of go on smoother. And and once you get past the fact that you're that your mind's not thinking about time-restricted eating, and you're just like, oh, I'm going to make something else that's pretty good, and I'm going to eat at 1 o'clock and then stop at 6 p.m. or, or whatever it is. So it really just kind of opens up the rest of the day to to focus on what you need to do and not so much on what you're going to eat or when you're going to eat it. So it, it really can be used as a life-simplifying simplifying tool. I think that's all I have today for my story on my experience with fasting. 
Yeah, I think the next episode will kind of be long-term fasting and kind of the different struggles it takes once, you know, once the novelty wears off. Uh, long-term, like, three-plus years. Like, I started noticing, you know, differences after about two years of it. Uh, so, so we'll kind of talk a little bit about that in the next episode. All right, that is it for today's episode. We'll see you next time on Long-Term Fasting. Thank you.